and let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch There's a, a good rubber man. Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Theme song by Carl. Carl, that was amazing. And I like the remix where you, uh, you're your own hype man. You just can't stop. You sing it's, it's one of my favorite things to do. I mean, I just get my own back. You just like singing to your own songs. I mean, I, I know that you uh, uh, I go to karaoke songs. Yeah, karaoke. And I say, would you play my tape? <laughs> Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Carl and Mike Spiegelman. Because I'm saying that again because I didn't hit the backup. We are now recording. Uh, welcome. It is March 10th, uh, 2019. We broadcast this. We stream this live off of MutinyRadio.fm. Yeah. And uh, we just had an amazing show last week. Check it out on our archives. It was our live show as part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Carl, you were fantastic. Yeah. I listened to it. I thought it was great, even though there was some... It was. You didn't hear us for the first couple of minutes but you know a little patience always helps <laughs> it was two movies and uh, Carl actually took the audio from one of the movies Rat Fink Abubu and put it on the movie itself and that is on YouTube so type in yeah. our initials which is the way you can find our podcast on your podcast services L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T type that on YouTube find the videos type that in podcast and subscribe we're going to watch a full length movie on YouTube Carl what is the movie? The movie is Stooge Mania. Stooge Mania, 1981. So in your, no, 1986. So in your YouTube search, put in one word, Stooge, two O's in that, Stooge Mania. One word, Stooge Mania. Parentheses, 1986. Close parentheses. Okay. And who's hosting this movie? Uh, OSO Entertainment is my... Oh, that's it's cute. Mikey, the only pick. You know oh, what? So You're not from California. Oso is the bear on the California Republic flag. Oso, oh. Spanish for bear. <laughs> oh. the emblem there. It's going to be in the whole movie. You're so uh, emotionally affected to that, and it barely... <laughs> registered on you. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Oso, M-I-O, Oro. It's the Oro is gold. Oso is bear. Ojo is I. It's amazing. What a great thing. Okay, so we are going to go ahead and start. Uh, Paul Brumba is occupied, so I'm going to go ahead and do the fabricated voice of Paul Brumba. No, well, do you have I a recording? Got, I got the recording. I got the recording. Oh, you got the recording? Oh, hang on. Here comes the real McCoy. He's waking up. Oh, better. better. All right, here we go. Okay. Thanks. Sorry, I was I was being beckoned this way. How you doing, Carl? All right, good. I'm All right, here we go. You can always record me anytime. All right, here we go. You guys know the drill? 
Put your finger over that little triangle. And in three, two, one, go. Paramount Pictures presents <laughs> Paramount Video. Yeah, Thank you, Paul, from uh, Edge of Sanity host. You can find Thank him you, on your podcast or he streams before us. Ooh, Atlantic. Atlantic like that. You know, I Atlantic like that. Wow, they look That's like so 70s. Fun. I used to go to a lot of those kitty matinees. Yeah, the kitty nice matinees. Way to spend Saturday afternoon. You can't get a fucking kid to go outside and go to a fucking kitty matinee. <laughs> I mean, we what, we watched Saturday morning cartoons? Well, I absolutely was dropped off alone at the movies and met people there. Uh-huh. I mean, back then there wasn't... I mean, at a much earlier age than today, like seven. No, yeah. maybe nine, something like that. And then your mom would drop you off at a street corner afterwards and say, okay, these movies are cheap. <laughs> you got to earn your... You got to earn that quarter. Kid better have my money. <laughs> how, how much was a, a kitty bad a day back in the day? Oh, well, I wouldn't say anything, but I would do some acts for five bucks. No, I'm talking about going to the movie bad no, a day, not your I'm childhood solicitations. Just kidding. Yeah, I'll say uh, <laughs> they were just kidding. I wasn't the kid. I was the kid. I was. I was, I was just kiddy. So you used to watch Three Stooges cartoons? No. Uh, not cartoons. Excuse I, me. There was a cartoon. They were robots. But that's not, neither here nor there. I never got interested in Three Stooges. You have to get into context. Uh, one time, I watched the new Three Stooges movie. At the beginning of that movie, I was like, this is so stupid. But by the end of the movie, you've seen it a million times, and right. you know what's coming and stuff. So, then you start to like it. Right. Are you talking about the one with, uh, like, uh, Will Hayes, the, as actor, other actors recreating the original Three Stooges? Yeah, recreating the original. Um, yeah, I saw that. It, yeah. Well, well, the thing is, I was with my kids. We went to stupid NASCAR race. They're in the hotel for the night, so I rented that movie. Right. And then they started to, like, misbehave after the movie was over. <laughs> and I was like, I told you not to be stupid, you moron! <laughs> so, like, you said... So <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> they started doing knock, knock, yeah, like yeah. hitting each other. You had to poke their eyes out, I understand. And then you went I to the NASCAR like races, and then they drove yeah. around in circles. And what the impressionable kids. Yeah. I mean, talk about, you know, getting nowhere in life. <laughs> Hello, welcome to NASCAR Motel uh, Concierge. How may I help you? Yeah, we it would was like, a Holiday Inn Express. We would like to uh, borrow a copy of uh, Three Stooges in the movie. Oh, an erudite <laughs> selection here at the NASCAR Museum. That's under classics, neo-classics, next to Wes Anderson. Yeah, and then at the end, the uh, directors uh, talk on camera and they say, Kids... Don't do this at home. <laughs> uh, recently, uh, there was an appearance at a theater. It's kind of unrelated to exactly what you're saying, but um, there's the new Captain Marvel movie, and very close to me, the lady who was in Captain Marvel showed up at the theater. Oh, on, uh, last night. Pretty the, cool. Cool. Was that a uh, barista number two? Here's your hot coffee, Mister Fury. <laughs> Who was it? Was it Spectator? Or was it God? She no, was ah, run away. I haven't seen the film. My son saw the film. Yes. He says that that one of Captain Marvel's incarnations is a is a woman. Oh no! It's and yeah, it's true. Who showed up? 
Mm-hmm. So Captain Marvel, Brie Larson herself? Showed up at Allwood Cinemas in Clifton. Wow, breaking news, right you heard it here. City. <laughs> she got a, a large soda, and they said, you know, for right. 50 cents more, it's an extra large. He said, fuck <laughs> you. He was like, damn it, I'll do it. God damn you. Uh, I'm only doing this because I'm Captain Marvel. <laughs> I'll just have medium popcorn. Oh, but for two cents more, you have this <laughs> barrel. Fine. (laughs) Didn't Brie Larson sit outside the movie house there in New Jersey, and every time people went two for Captain Marvel, she said, "It's Captain Marvel." (laughs) I'm a Marvelian. A Marvelian, right? Excuse me, you Americans. (laughs) I should just tell you for plot points that we're missing it. We're missing. We're missing it. He's talking about how he grows up and he loves the Stooges and he's emotionally crippled. And there's some terrible theme song. Let's listen to it. It's a horrible theme song called Stooge Mania. Stooge Mania on the wings. What's the song from uh, Perfect Strangers? Flying high. No, oh, I play Perfect Strangers theme song. That's what it sounds like to me. Is that a show like you know it is, right? No, it's a TV show. With Malky. Oh. Remember he had a cousin, Malky, and they're, they're perfect strangers? Oh, uh, yeah, and it was that actor who almost became such very big. Uh, yes. Pop. You know who I'm talking about. Judge Reinhold. Okay, now he's modern day, and he's a fat fuck. He's actually the son right. of Zero Mostel, so you got to give some props to that. Yes, actually, that's true, and I was going to talk about that at some point. Not that I have much to say except to acknowledge that. Props. Props. And also, his, you know, he started very young, and he he was serious at first. He was a big deal in Jesus Christ Superstar. He he played uh, Herod. Herod? You know. Oh, I, I, listen, I saw him in Jesus Christ Superstar. His only line was, here's your coffee, Mr. Christ. (laughs) <laughs> hey, uh, Judge, 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 you got my fucking name wrong again. Latte for Jub Jub. It's Jesus. Harry and Tonto, that. Uh, uh, Art Carney. Art Carney, right? No. No, it was. Um, well, maybe you're right. I think I could be thinking of a different film. So, well, he was in Sophie's Choice. Oh, yeah? He was the kid that was left behind? <laughs> yeah, but we did not choose him. He's he's uh, new foster parent. You're mine now. <laughs> there was um, okay. Well, anyway, he was serious at the beginning. Then all of a sudden, he's in City Slickers. He's in Billy Madison. He's in Big Daddy. Nice. He was in that A League of Their Own. Uh, oh, excuse me. No, no, no. That's a different actor. Yeah, you think of Tom Hanks? I get them two mixed up. <laughs> Man, the judge looks like John McCain. <laughs> Uh, well, he's a maverick that. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna take the chair. Stupid humor, like yeah, take the chair. You know, take the stand. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why the Three Stooges ring a bell. It reminds me of all my old Jewish cousins, my my uncles, uh-huh. my you know what I mean. Like if they constantly punched each other, it's old men beating each other up, right? Mm-hmm. So I kind that of should have been great to see. Yeah, I mean, I kind of. I don't know, project and, and make them Jewish, which I'm sure they may or may not be, but they just kick the shit out of each other. They just and it goes on forever. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, he he just woke up. Carl, I have to be wow. honest with you. Can I can I give a confession? I'm very yeah. familiar with this movie and it's impossible to watch and 
I normally I try to watch this movie before we get going, and I I just said no. I'm taking a hard pass. I'm going to be like but the audience. You should no, but I think that you should be like the audience every show. I think you should. All right. Because you play that role of yes, but you know that's exactly right. I play that role. It doesn't mean I don't have to watch it beforehand and play, act like I didn't see it. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, yeah, that yeah. works for me too. Yeah, it makes for better theater. Theater. <laughs> yeah, because you know what to say. What is he doing? Yeah. Oh. Why is he uh, having a long extended bit about an alarm clock that won't stop? Why won't it stop, Carl? Why won't it stop? That's such hack writing, right? That joke's done done a million times. Now, here's a joke that I'm sure you don't know because you never saw this. That, that is, is accurate. like half funny. He's in his kitchen and he's putting coffee in the percolator while watching the stages. But he's scooping by accident from the jar next to the coffee that says popcorn. <sighs> You're fucking kidding me. Okay, so you haven't seen this really literally? I've I've seen bits and pieces, but it's impossible for me to sit through this movie. This is a film that yeah. they'll show on cable or premium cable as a filler. Yeah. And because uh, I'm sure it's, it doesn't cost much to air. And uh, I, I must tell you, it's very ironic that they put it in there as filler because they just play these four shorts of of the Three Stooges. I mean, it's half the movie, you know. It's just four shorts. Yeah, it's four shorts that were public domain. They were made by Columbia Pictures, but somebody oh. screwed up and they were public domain. As a matter of fact, the Three Stooges themselves are not credited in the movie. Well, I saw it said, and the Three Stooges. Yeah, but that's it. I mean, it doesn't say Mo Howard. You know what I mean? It's It says, and the Three Stooges, because it's like, duh, but they're not credited. Well, these are the three iconic stages, right? I mean, this is the one with Curly. It has to be Curly. It can't be Curly Joe or... Well, Shemp. no, this is Shemp. Oh. And Curly will be in it, but also is Shemp in it. Did you know that Sh- Curly is Shemp's brother? Yeah, that's great, isn't it? Small world, Shemp huh? You already knew that. Well, I mean, so Shemp was like, look, you guys. I'm I'm going on solo career. <laughs> and I said, God damn it! Who are we going to get? And then this he just steps up and says, Hi, boys. You don't know me, but well, I think I, I think it was Curly said the four Stooges. Forget that shit. I quit. And they said we got some good news and even better news. Yep, you're in, and we don't have to change the name. <laughs> Look how um, he's covered in popcorn. Here. Yeah, right. But it's it is clearly much too much popcorn for what would have happened. One coffee percolator. Wah, wah. Stop okay, playing so this. Now sad. I gotta. Yeah. There's gonna be a plot point. I gotta talk. Okay. There's gonna be on the TV an ad for like, are do you have Stooge mania? Come to Stooge Hills and get cured. Really? Yeah. See, I always thought that was a scam when I watched reruns of Friends. Are you addicted <laughs> to Friends? Friends mania. Friends mania. It's the one about the addiction to Friends. But yeah, that one. Good one, Mike. Thank you. I never watched the show. The one about. I'll be here all week. That's the, that's the sitcom that goes bop, 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 Now, you saw the alarm clock gag. Yes. Now it's like the same old gag. The phone rings and he picks up the wrong item. Now he's talking to his sweetheart. Yeah, Beverly. Howard, not on the phone, God. Oh, I mean, uh, good morning, Beverly. 
Ooh, he gets he gets all three stooges in bed. <laughs> it is inexplicable why Beverly <laughs> likes him. It just doesn't make sense. He isn't sexy, funny. He's a dud. But Beverly's totally into him. So much so that she's right now arranged a luncheon in which he will meet her parents. I still can't believe they they use three stooges in sex play. <laughs> Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Later, Quiet, there will curly. be a prostitute. There will be a prostitute who tries to lure him with, you know, like knock, knock, knock. <laughs> it was like a clam chowder. That's extra. <laughs> can I have the clam bite me in the nose? Extra. <laughs> can you drop a can of paint on my head? Extra. <laughs> Dude, now, three stooges style. Clam- Wait, were you making a double entendre of clam? Because that's what I was thinking. Yeah, because they have there's okay, a good. famous one where they eat clam chowder, and the uh, the clam actually comes and bites uh, Curly on the nose. See, you said Three Stooges and famous one. <sighs> okay, okay, you like the Three Stooges? Did you enjoy it? Yes, bop ba da ba da 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 ba da 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 da. Three Stooges suck. Three Stooges suck? What are you, a, a woman? I thought only women didn't like Three Stooges. Let's, let's cut the shit, right? Isn't that the misogynistic well, view when it comes to Three Stooges? Women well, don't understand. I, <laughs> um, I said the word talk. Let's talk. Uh, Stooges talk. Okay. Stooges yeah, talk. let's have a Stooges talk to talk. Stooges suck. <laughs> Listen, uh, you're right about ladies. They have different chemicals and hormones than yes. us, and they just can't appreciate. Uh, okay, I agree. Unfortunately, okay, there, I agree. There's... There's the commercial for Stooge Hills. All right, let's take a got a problem. Tennis! Tennis! <laughs> but one call can make you well. Get help now before it's too late. Before you start acting like this. Call Stooge Hills, the Stoogitarium that cares. Call Stooge Hills now. I hope they could say Stooge one more fucking time. Yeah, really. That guy's name is Tom Sharp, and he used to do a lot of ads. Huh. Uh, you'll know his face, but you'll especially know his voice when well, he, he's showing up later. I know him as the voice for the ad for Stooge Hills. Right. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, the biggest one for him was Goodyear. Goodyear Tires. He was big with them. But he also did Ziploc bags and GE and Buick and CompUSA. I remember that. He goes, here's your coffee cup, USA. There's Hollywood in the back. Yeah, of course. This is a bad movie sign of the movie shot in Los Angeles. You know what I mean? Just out of it. Yep. Uh, you said something about like Venice. Venice yeah, Beach. like Venice Beach, Santa Monica. Like that's kind of a sh- lazy writing shorthand for zany, wacky, yeah. you know. Right. You show the Hollywood sign, it's lazy writing. Look, it's lazy writing the phone gag where he pring and he picks up a banana. It's lazy writing, <laughs> the alarm clock won't shut up. Right, he even threw a pillow at it. And then to show the Hollywood sign, it's gilding the lily. Well, yeah, but also it does ground you in where they are. I mean, they can kind of get away with that. Cause, but, yeah, it is kind of gilding the lily. I like so you using the term. You see the letters that are backwards there? Yeah. Yeah, it's clearly a selfie. <laughs> okay, so, so he's going to work. It's like, yeah, and you're late, you know, because they're lazy writers. So the the boss is mad, and he basically says, "You have a problem, and you it's affecting your job." 
You know how they always give his name wrong. You know how they always right. give the loser speech. Where they say you're never going to be a hero. You're a loser. Right. He's going to be like you'll never be a zero. Because that's his father's name. All right, never mind. What you'll never be a zero. That's yeah. very good. Uh, he did okay in his father's. Sh- no, he probably didn't. He's he's a very very D level star. So when he goes to Thanksgiving dinner, I bet you it's yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> There's some shit talked. Oh yeah, you think this dad's like? Well, yeah, like oh come on, man. Come on, dad. Let's not talk shop in front of everyone. No, we want to hear. Yeah, we want to hear. But also, it's like, what? You want to be a comedian? You're not funny. I'll show you, Dad. Right? Or, he's, you know, he's in Jesus Christ Superstar. It's very right. promising. Next well, that's you know, total rebelling. In- like, if you're the son of the star of Fiddler on the Roof, a good way to rebel <laughs> is to star Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> okay, you see, it says spot remover. Yeah. This brings his brain oh yes black and white flashback well it's colorized Colorized. yeah yeah I know but I think it was done by Columbia before that was controversial no 80s was when it happened it was uh, Turner had owned all these movies and he said fuck I Uh, might as well just colorize Casablanca I own it yeah and And people freaked out but then he said hey you know what who restored fucking Casablanca to colorize it I did and they said, uh-huh. oh. And he said, oh, you know, I'll restore these movies, knowing that I could colorize it in the future or what have you. And that's how his library got built. I had no idea Casablanca needed saving because it's I, so famous, you would think. I told this story on the podcast that I rented a colorized version by mistake of the Maltese Falcon. And when I returned it, I said it was colorized. And the guy goes, yeah, I knew. I thought you wanted to see it. What, that makes you mad? Yeah, I didn't want to see the colorized version of Maltese Falcon. I was renting Maltese Falcon. But when he said, yeah, I knew. Yeah, that pissed me off. You think he meant, and you should have told me because... You should have seen it. You should have seen the little word colorization on the box. (laughs) Fuck it. That's why I like this show, man. All our movies are free on YouTube. You don't have to go to the snooty video store. That's right. Yeah. And, okay, so he he was in his fantasy land, so the steam machine went crazy, and everyone thought it was a fire, right? So, right. of course, the boss is like, you're fired. Does he go, fire, fire, no, you're fired. <laughs> I should write this. <laughs> yeah, you should. Flintstone, it's funnier than what's going on on the screen. <laughs> Flintstone? Um, <laughs> yeah, speak mania. It's it's when Josh Marcel's obsessed by me, Carl. He cannot stop thinking about me. He got fired from his job. He lost his girlfriend. Well, this is when he realizes he has a problem. He got fired from his job. So he goes to see a psychiatrist. Who is... Because maybe I do have a problem. Now, I know the psychiatrist is played. I'm dragging this out until he shows up on screen. It's Joe, Caesar. Joe. No? Don't say yes, yes, but why'd you got to drop the bomb? We're waiting for our oh, he went, I thought he went to the Caesar room, but he went into a black and white room. Well, he turns, yeah, he has stooge mania, so he sees the movie all the time. He wants to be part of it. And Sid Caesar's going to conclude, you love violence. So, but you don't really love violence, you love the fake stuff. So every time you're doing the stooge thing, hurt yourself. What, and that will... Yeah. Get you out of it. Well, Doctor, I, I have a bad case of the curly shuffle. 
<laughs> I got the curly shuffle. Yep. <laughs> That's one reason why this film got made. I mean, they went into syndication. The curly shuffle came out because of that. Right. And then, you know, in the 80s, people started to take notice of the Three Stooges. I mean, this is all the 30s we're watching. Right. Well, they showed this on television. So because television is a, it's a vacuous pit that needs to constantly filling. So they took those shorts and aired them on TV. And they yep. usually air it on WPIX, New Channel 11, mm-hmm. New York City, or WOR, you know. Pix. Channel 9. Yeah. Yeah. I was so, Fox when it wasn't Fox. Right. And they'll have like a Saturday filler or Sunday filler. They'll show Abbott and Costello or Three Stooges. Yeah, that was great. Abbott and Costello, those ones were great. Bowery Boys. Bowery Boys. Yeah, I mean, you see them on TCM and you can see, uh, you know, you could, you could check them out. Here he is. Who's that? Is that uh, Grandpa the great, Munster? Doctor. The great Sid one, Caesar. One, two, three, and one, two, three, and there we are. I feel a little better? That's it. Don't go away. Yeah, I had to get my... Oh, the sexy nurse. Yeah. yeah. Sid Caesar's going to get busy with her quite a bit. Is that the first prostitute, or... Oh, she's an actual no. nurse. She is... Uh, she just plays one on TV. Yeah. She plays one in straight-to-video releases. So this was advertised a lot, and it was on in the video wall, video store wall. Yeah. Now, if this was years ago, you'd see that and say, Sid Caesar, holy crap, because he was the show of shows, remember? Right. Well, that was, 30 years, that was 30 years prior to this film. I mean, oh, he, yeah. he had a very strange, I mean, he had a, uh, not a rough trajectory, but, you know, his career had some, some lows as well as some highs. Yes, it did. And this may but not be a when high. But it was... Yeah, in the beginning, it was a high with that Your Show of Shows. And the writers who wrote for him, check it out, right? Yeah. Mel Brooks, Neil Simon, Larry Gebhardt, Carl Reiner, Woody Allen. I mean, this was the place. This launched a lot of people right. writing for him. Uh, Vern, uh, from Ernest's Friend, he wrote on that show. He did? Yeah. Huh. And, uh, How old was he? He was kind of, it was a long time ago, but... Uh, you know, he yeah. would, uh, his friend Ernest would interrupt the writer's room. Uh-huh. He would yeah. walk in and say, hey, Vern. <laughs> uh, oh, Vern wrote. Wait a second. Vern wrote for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Ernest would show up. Yeah, didn't you see the videos of the first person view of Vern sitting at the writer's room desk table and Vern walks in? And Ernest walks hey, in. Hey, Vern. Hey, Vern. See you around comedy. Okay, okay now, this is the Star Trek connection. Okay, okay finally. This is the mom and dad waiting for the He's lunch, but of course, he got held up because he went to the nut home, right? Okay. So oh, right. the guy closest to us is the father, and he was part of Deep Space Nine. Whoa. Star Trek connection. We guarantee a Star Trek connection in every movie. There's some <laughs> first is from a Star Trek property in these movies. <laughs> That's right. His line was, here's your coffee, Captain... <laughs> Captain, yeah, uh, Picard. Is it Picard, Deep Space Nine? Uh, no, it's uh, Captain African-American. All right, the Captain African-American, Gordon. <laughs> uh, excuse gonna, me, I have a time name. we're going to try a woman. Oh, yeah, right. I'll be like, here's your coffee, Captain Woman. <laughs> uh, well, okay, this guy was also in Teen Wolf. He was in All of Me, that Steve Martin one with yeah, Lily, I like that Lily one. Tomlin. He was in that. Are you talking about Josh Mustel? No, um, the father of the... Of oh, Beverly. I see, yeah. I say, Teen Wolf. 
so now we're getting a lot of Sid Caesar shtick. Yeah. Funny yes. stuff, pretending he doesn't understand. You pain. You like to watch it, but you don't like to feel it, because you don't know what pain is. You have to feel pain to know what pain is. Come. I want you to feel what pain is. Come over here, please. Come. Ah, uh, Sid Caesar. Yeah. So he's going to have the nurse do, uh, whack him in the face. <laughs> Do you feel that? Did you feel that whack? Oh, poked oh, him in the eyes. What do you mean? Oh, she's that? doing three studios violence to him to show him it's not funny. <laughs> yeah. You know there was a studio in San Francisco that would beautify your face by slapping it? And for like $400, they would slap your face for 15 minutes? Because you'd, it would be flush? Yeah. It would become it, pinky? It would loosen up your skin. And there was a news report, and I guess you could Google uh, YouTube it. But where uh, the 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 anchor of the news reporter gets slapped in the face. Oh my goodness! I don't they, think they, they show it. Slapped out of money. Yeah, but you know what? That place closed in like four months. Became, well, they're smart to close because what they were doing was hokey, was complete garbage. So right, it was gonna catch up to them anyway. It was a slap what? in the face of. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna finish. The joke. <laughs> that slap in the face joke is a slap in the face of slap in the face jokes. Okay, so now he's seeing a movie in his head again. He goes, You're seeing it right now? You are seeing it right now? And he goes, That gives us a minute to get busy. And he gets busy <laughs> with the nurse. Oh, I see. While well, he flashes back, he can kiss the nurse. My God. Uh, I can't believe Kaiser covers this. Look how he's really kissing her neck. That means oh, the actress was like, I'm not, I don't want to kiss you. Grandpa, I don't want to kiss you. I just want to be in this movie. <laughs> hey, it's in the script. Come on, darling. Come on, granddaughter. Oh, Shemp. Yeah, Shemp. Right. And look at his hairstyle. It was the 30s. We think of it as Shemp, but. He has, I don't think it's a hair. It's like some kind of like bullet head. He went to, he <laughs> got it from Super Mario or something. No, no it's, it's back then people would grease their hair so it would stay in a style men would grease and women would I don't know it somehow mold it so it would stay still huh well it definitely stood still mm-hmm. uh, I'm back oh oh I was stuff kissing oh so how did you like that film the actress oh, that plays funny. the sexy nurse that the doctor keeps kissing she had to wrap this up because she was uh, due on the Carson set at 530 <laughs> okay so I looked up these people there's just nothing of note about her she wasn't a Carson player on the uh, Tonight Show with John Eric and Drake. And <laughs> no now she Carson was in the calendar you know where you stretch across the cars Oh, yeah, the calendar girl. She was a calendar girl. <laughs> yes, she was. I love, I love, I love my calendar girl. Right? What's that song about? Each you jerk it off to March. I'm jerking yeah. off to March. <laughs> right. He had so 12, Neil Sedaka <laughs> yeah. was, but look, he was writing a relatable song because, you know, back then there was no internet or anything. I remember it would be the, um, I would get this year's catalog and they had all the breasts. Uh, they had all the pictures of the bras. Right. <laughs> and you could totally see what's doing under those sheer, well, they you wanted, know, that was Areola City. 
you know, they wanted to show you breasts, but they had to do it through their merchandise. So they would say bras. I thought the one year where they had a section called, hey, check it out, titties. It was a little over, you know, two <laughs> on the nose. The yeah. That was in the 70s. That was gilding the lily back then. Those are the yeah, 1870s. Okay, so now we missed a little funny shtick in which he's given the wrong amount of pills because it's like, take 12 of these every hour. Or was that take one every 12 hours? Whatever, he'll figure it out. Basically, it's going to make him sleepy. Oh, that's too bad. He keeps seeing, he has stooge mania. He keeps seeing the movie. And if this was a real thing, right? Imagine you're a person and then you're essentially hallucinating in the real world, you see. Wait, hang on a sec. Uh, Harry Potter was blathering on and on about Hermione. Yes, yes, I agree. What were you saying about, uh, (laughs) you know, Carl, people say that I have a. uh, overcooked imagination, but I think they're just jealous that I'm friends with Shoshana from Girls. <laughs> I'm so old, I do not know that reference. That's not even an old reference. Shoshana from HBO's Girls. HBO's Girls? Okay. Yeah, right. And there was a character called Shoshana. I believe it. I just... So, I want you to know that we're right now watching a short called Brideless Groom, in which... Shemp inherits half a million dollars, but his uncle demands that he only gets it if he's married, because he understands the value of marriage. Half a million dollars. Shemp is on a mad quest to get married in this Columbia released short. So he can't decide between Mo or Larry, is what you're trying to say. (laughs) Now, this was uh, the 30s, and uh, there was no same-sex anything. Hi guys, it was the 30s, so he was trying to marry his brother Curly. If he would marry his horse, that would be, you know, frowned upon. Oh, no, yeah, because listen, if he married a horse back in 1930s, that would lead to same sex marriage. Oh, no, wait, I got it mixed up. Yeah, what's next? What was next? Men will marry men. (laughs) (laughs) So here we have, once again, Beverly's inexplicable love for him. And he meets the parents. And, of course, you can see the father already. Oh, yeah. He's not into it. You know, Carl, so we I... learned that... Oh, go ahead. We learned that. We, we learned that Beverly has been engaged 36 times. And every time the father has said no because the, the potential suitor was silly. They were a real loser. Not this guy. He's son of uh, zero. He's a right. real zero, I have to say. <laughs> He's son of zero. He's son of zero. He's a division of... Carl, I went to rent uh, gay porn from a movie house, uh, from my local video store, and they gave yeah. me straight porn. And yeah. I came back and I was angry. I said, listen, it's called Adam and Steve, not Adam and Eve. <laughs> <laughs> they assumed your gender, preference. Yeah. No, I, they uh, they put in the wrong video cassette bo- uh, in the vi- video cassette box is what happened. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry, sir. Oh, wrong here's, video cassette. Here's a coupon for a free jerk-off. Here's the internet. Why don't you just fucking look at that? Oh, he is... <laughs> yeah. Josh is tired. Yeah, the pills. Oh, right. <laughs> Something to be and said. And now he's gonna... Oh, he's gonna puke? Or no, he's gonna fall asleep? He's gonna stooge mania. You oh, know. He's gonna stooge mania. He's gonna fall asleep and... It's something to be said when the main character can't fall, uh, can't stay awake. <laughs> yeah, he's seeing little video images. Um, what's that? 
what's that thing where you just fall asleep on during the middle of the day? Oh, narc narcolepsy. Narco, yeah. Narcolism. Um, okay, so now we're seeing a short. It's called Malice in the Palace, and they're like in the Middle East trying to make oh, a living. Oh boy, let's listen to some Stooges. It's a public domain Stooges. Bonk. Squap. He chases the dog with his meat cleaver. Oh, right. Hot dogs. So they assume, right, that's what they're getting, hot dogs. You stay here, you be a good boy, you not sit there. Oh, he just, uh, you know, Larry... Now, outside, they say, oh, the poor dog. He's barking, you see. Oh, and his tail's gonna, let's go... They actually slammed the uh, the window pane on the dog to get that sound. Here you are, <laughs> There was no voiceovers. Yeah. Hot dog. Here you when are. It comes to cooking, I'm gonna catch me out. What? Nah, 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 nah. Nah, nah, nah. Okay, so. Oh, but I'm not tired. You're gonna stand eat by this dog. Sit down with your heads on or off. You you talk us into it. I so find Kemp it, was uh, pretty pretty much a. I mean, he, everyone th- says he wasn't a good stooge or something. Right. But that's not true. He did his job. He just doesn't do it with any flair. That's. I mean, Curly was fun. It was fun to see. He's, he's fun to see. Yeah. It worked up and. Uh, yeah. You know, you and I bet s- you that Thanksgiving table was fight. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> no, white meat is for the real stooge, Dad. There's <laughs> 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 so, a leg. Now you know the story about Sam Raimi and and Shemp, right? Director Sam Raimi. No, he no. has you know you have a cast of characters, and eventually you have here's your coffee guy. So some of those people in the list of his movies, from Evil Dead to uh, Dark Man, will say Shemp. He'll name a character Shemp. Like for example, as like a yeah, it's just as kind as of a nod. To, yeah, there's some inside joke between him and Bruce uh, Campbell and all that stuff. Uh, I think it's because it was like a replacement or just a person in there. So they would call him Shemps. And you would see it in there. In fact, at the end of Dark Man, uh, Bruce Campbell played the guy named Shemp in the credits. Oh. Yeah, he like a cameo. So like and that's that in Spider Man. Okay. You see him sleeping now. Right in the guacamole. Now, just like Beverly, it's inexplicable why she's in love with him. Right. The father says, I like him. You know, the father approves. Well, There's a man who sees what he wants and does it. He sees that potato salad and he sleeps in it. It's just inexplicable. Why? But that's the plot. He saw the movie poster for Dan in real life. He says, Is Steve Corral could sleep on some flap pancakes, flapjacks. <laughs> I could fall asleep on this potato salad. Oh, and his glasses are in there. I hate sleeping with my glasses on. <laughs> That's what I would say if I ever went to get glasses. I remember, like, every time they wanted to make a joke on MASH about radar sleeping, he'd be wearing the glasses. Oh, yeah, yeah, covering his hand. Okay, so now we're going to get married. They're going to elope. I mean, Daddy has said he's approved. Right. This is really not cool because... <laughs> oh, we, did, we we skipped the part where Josh Michelle turns to the father and says... Why you gotta be so rude? <laughs> I'm gonna you know, bury that joke, girl. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I, I tagged you in that. What, bury that girl? That was yours. 
didn't you? That was yours. No, you you said that on the show. Well, I was thinking of doing a bit on that song because it's ridiculous. The guy's like, I I want to be old fashioned and do the right thing, so I'll ask for her hand in marriage. Hey, so he asks, and when he gets the answer no, even though he didn't like how the guy said it, he clearly wasn't chivalrous. He clearly wasn't old fashioned. He was like, and not well, only that. I mean, if the video is anything to say, he didn't even, like, wait to go inside the house. He just, like, right when the dad opened the door, he's like, I'm going to marry your girl. Cool, see? Is that cool skis with you? What? No. Oh, bro. Why you got to be so rude? And what's he rude about? (laughs) Yeah. No. That's confounding. You know the short bride list? Anyway, you're the one who said bury her anyway. That was your joke. Wasn't it? I don't want it anymore. It's yours. Okay, I know. I took it. I stole it. But I did credit you, and I'm going to continue to. Don't, don't credit me on that. I tagged, didn't I tag you in a song and credited you? Was that the song? It was, right? Yeah, no, you're right. I'm rolling around here, but you're absolutely right. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, he's, he's hallucinating more stooges. I just find this very strange now in the world of like intellectual property and media conglomerates that this was able to fall into the cracks, that this movie exists. Well, they didn't do their due diligence. Columbia Pictures screwed up. They were just little shorts. I'd say. Public- yeah. <laughs> Those are short shorts. We wear short shorts. What? Who wears short shorts? <laughs> Nair for... Okay, so the brideless groom short is going to get mixed up in the real world because he has stooge mania. Right. And the craziness that'll go on on screen will go on here, and they'll get tangled and stuff. That's when he realizes, I, I mean, he realized he has a problem, but he, that's when he realizes, I can't marry her because she can't, you know, my problem will ruin her life. I need help, help, help. Well, no, he doesn't. Stu's Mania seems like a common problem if they're advertising it on TV. Yes, and he will go to Stooge Mania Row. It's called, instead of Skid Row, it's Stooge Row. <laughs> <laughs> We're all people who have the same problem as him. So it's just going to be a bunch of like improvers in straight jackets again as the camera pans down. One's going to say, knock, knock, knock. <laughs> Wise guy, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Three Stooges, they went to Mars. Is that a show? Yeah, they, I think there's a full-length movie where they, uh, the Three Stooges oh, go to the moon or some shit like that. Probably, like, had all women. It was later in their careers. It was it was Larry, Moe, and Curly Shemp, some Dorito, mm-hmm. Doritos by that point. Okay, so Alan Sherman is the name of the Justice of the Peace, but it's not that comedian. Hello, Mata. That guy? Yeah, it's Hello, not him. Mata. This guy was in Rise of the Planet of the Apes in 2011. He was in Escape from New York in 1981. Wow, what a career. Yeah. And Stu's yeah. <clears throat> And that ends our interesting stuff about him. This colorized Stu's shit, it's hard to watch. It's like looking at a Hallmark card or something. I think it's okay. So you can see how what's going on in this in this short right. mixes it, with what's going on in the real. Even the way the the preacher's dressed, the justice of the peace is dressed. Now we now, yeah, I, it's, I need this for me to say because we know our audience is watching this with us. But 
what they're doing is they're doing a shtick with pianos. Like, fucking... It just so happened there was tangled. a piano in here. What was the last time you walked into a place and there was a piano? Right, especially if it's like a just of this piece who's going to marry people. Yeah. I mean, in now, the 1930s, sure. in the short, everybody's coming in because they know he gets a half million dollars if he's married, so all the girls want to marry him. But... It's inexplicable in the real world with Howard F. Howard marrying Beverly. Why do all these women come in? For what? Oh, these women don't want him to get married? They want right. him? The, he's a good In fuck. the short, the, in the Stooges short, it's they want to marry money. him for the money. money right. But in real life, in, they want to marry Josh Mustel for the dick. No, no. No? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just not explained why they entered and why they're part of this. They're right by like Cannery Row and all these prostitutes are like, let's go wreck another marriage. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how the prostitutes at Cannery Row were, think. Well, they're called home wreckers and sometimes they need to beef up their street cred and wreck a home already. Oh, I know. You home wrecker. You home wrecking hussy. Oh, so I don't know what's going on. They're just showing clips of Stooges with clips of Zero. Son. Yeah. Oh, and this music, I didn't realize. Well, it's a, it's a horrible, horrible rockabilly song. Yeah, it's more like uh, rock-a-silly. I mean, it's pretty... Uh, <laughs> Psycho-billy, more like suck-o-billy. Take that, cramps. And also the press, see that press? Yeah. Why is it at is... just, you know, just like the piano, why is it there? Because in the 1930s, the Three Stooges had it in their short. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like in the 1930s, why would a press, uh, you know, like for industry, be in the office of a justice of the peace? Because it makes sense. I can't believe they were able to take like Three Stooges public domain and write a story about the Three Stooges and not even credit the Three Stooges. Well, it was public domain and they, it's probably for legal reasons. Look what the preacher's doing. He's saying, screw you. Oh yeah, he's doing the old hand motion. <laughs> so now Shemp married the only girl who really, really loved him. The ugly girl. Oh, Shempette. And we just missed this great gag where it says, what happened? What happened? You're married, buddy. And he goes, ah, and runs out of the room. <laughs> what okay, are we watching? So they label the Stooge Mania. And Experts it really looks like Fishburgers, right? Yeah. The, 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 type of, the graph, uh, graphics we used to type. Yeah. I and mean, the news says Stooge Mania is real, and Stooge Hills has a cure. There's Sid Caesar. Yep, there's no disclosure that Suge Hill zones the station. <laughs> Here's our hearsay. Hi, I'm Bob Smoynick. I'm Connie Smoynick. You can see me in good you years commercials. Bob Smoynick, insurance man. For a long time, though, I led a secret, disgusting life. You recognize his voice? I was a Stooge maniac. I yeah. can say that now. But thanks to the doctors and the people at Stooge Hills, I'm completely cured. Do yourself people a at favor. Rules, I don't do want your no family favor, a favor. Call Stooge Hills now at 1-800-3-STOOGE. You see how they're dressed up as three Stooges? This must be the future where everyone gets turns into Stooge zombies. 
<laughs> and they roamed the streets. Oh, USA Today, God bless the 80s. The, uh, yeah, because today it's the hotel paper. I know you don't travel <laughs> for work or anything, but... No, I've been to a hotel and I've stepped in the USA Today. <laughs> yeah. No, that's now look, good. she's yeah. the prostitute going, knock, 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 let's lose it. All right, hang on. No words. No speak of the words. No speak of the woo. Stooge Row. Yeah, he was it's near the corner of Shadap Street and Nuck Nuck Boulevard. You can act like a stooge all you want there and nobody cares. Because they act that way too. This reminds me of that movie, Carl, called Fishburgers Mania. It's about the whole world who get obsessed with the uh, public access TV show Fishburgers from the 1980s yeah. on the Jersey Public. But it was better. It was better. It, I mean, that you got 20 laughs a minute. Oh, well, Fishburger guarantees, yes, there's 20 laughs a minute. 20 laughs so a minute. I've, there's 20 laughs a minute. It's Fishburgers. Can so I steal that, Carl? I would, I, I, every time I want to say it, I would yeah. just like to say, I guarantee you 20 laughs for a minute. <laughs> You absolutely could steal that. And you might have written it. And then I'll just say, 20 laughs a minute. It's just 20 laughs a minute. Mike Fish Spiegelman. Oh, no. yeah, right. Fish Burgers. Well, actually, you could play I am Electro. You could play that and say it. 20 laughs a minute. That'd be very good. Oh, right. Play the music. Play it on your smartphone. Yeah. I am Electro I by am BP Electro. Manifesto. Bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> okay, wow. so there's three stooges, and the guy all the way furthest away who's who's playing Larry. Oh, Larry, yeah. He was um, he was in Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure as the bad guy who stole the bike. Whoa! Oh yeah, yeah. he was. And a- he was in. Uh, they just did that hello, hello, hello gag. Hello. <laughs> they totally ripped they totally ripped off Lenny a Squiggy. They did? Yeah. <laughs> and they sued. And they said, No 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 no. Lenny Squiggy has hello and we have hello, we have hello, hello, hello. Hello. Huh. It's Lenny a Squiggy has the three stooges. Hello. Wow, Stoogemania uh, makes you sound like. League of Their Own. Do you you saw League of Their Own, right? Can I say I didn't? I didn't see it. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it yet. He was. You saw Naked Gun. Yes, it's all of them. The one that says files from from the files of Police Squad, nineteen eighty eight. I don't know. He was in that. That was it, the first movie. Big Adventure. That's the. Yeah, he the was the snooty rich kid, right? He still right. like, yeah. And now he's a stooge maniac. Uh, they're much better than the Mad About You maniacs. <laughs> the Mad About You. Wait, no, I'm thinking of... The song, um, Mad About the You. The car line. Yeah, I'm talking, is- I'm talking about the... Uh, oh, God. The uh, Paul Reiser... Helen Hunt sitcom. Oh, right. They're rebooting it. They're coming back. You know, it's funny. Uh, both of those people are real meanies in real life. Maybe not today, but at the time. They, well, they were, were power players. They were just power people doing powerful <laughs> stuff. Well, I know that the last season of Mad About You, that she was nominated. Did she win the Oscar for As Good As It Gets, Helen Hunt? She did. Win. Uh, 
She, well, she did have some serious accolade, and, and it was a big news item at one time. Right, and then she also was still, it an Oscar? I think she won the Oscar. She still had a final season of Mad, the final season of Mad About You. But that final season, both her and Riser each got paid one million dollars per episode. Holy cow! They that's just, money. They just knew that the syndication it would just be always on, and they would always make money off of it. So might as well pay these guys off to get you know. Uh, right. And now it's back again and it's on like some bullshit streaming service, you know, and it's like I thought you guys got your money to disappear. Right. Stop. Yeah. TV shows need to stop. Just stop. Listen, can I talk to you about this one particular Oscar? Yeah. I mean, what a grouch. Oh, that, uh, yeah, his guy's just fucking trash. He's... Okay, so now we're learning that it's Christmas. Here it was, Christmas Eve. But the reason he's saying it's Christmas is because that's in the Three Stooges short. Can I talk to you about a, a Grammy? Yeah. She just what always pitches my cheeks when I see her. She has that old lady <laughs> smell and her candies yeah. are really Moth stale. Ball. Oh, mothballs, granny, yeah. <laughs> don't get me started about Evie. Ugh, what She's just so... Now gorgeous. we are going to the, a Stooge Arcade. And the joke is, it's only one of them. So he goes, hello. All right, I'm going to put the audio on this. So it's like the 80s video arcade? Yeah, except hello. it's the Stooges. Hi. Hey, there's a joke. <laughs> that was our funny joke. I'm sorry, right. Beverly. Oh, it's like a maybe it's like a sex arcade. Now this guy is a legitimate stooge. Oh. Okay, his name is Paul Mousy Garner. Okay. <laughs> now he's not one of the three stooges that we know and love, but when the three stooges went off on their own and signed with Columbia, the guy who created them, uh, Ted Healy, got three more. And he was yeah. one of those three. Because it was Ted Healy and his stooges, right? And the right. idea he, was that he, Ted yeah. No, go ahead. Tell yeah, me. you got it. No, because from what I, I know is that Ted Healy was his vaudevillian, and as part of the tradition, they would have these plants in the audience because they thought that was funny at the time. And it would mm -hmm. be his stooges that would sit in the audience. Oh, they're playing a video game. Yeah, that's the joke. And also, he's with the Marx Brothers. Wow. Arc he's with Harpo. Yeah. Huh. He was Harpo? I okay, like how this uh, video game machine is showing instant replay. It's a good way to milk that quarter. Yeah, milk that short. Yeah. I know, it's the, sa it's the same fucking short. Yeah. They made the an entire boat. movie based on four public access See shorts. Harpo? In the right corner? Yeah. The Marx brother Harpo? Oh, yeah. He's he's in the, wearing a trench coat in a video arcade in New York City. That's in Los Angeles. And he's got the hat. Yes, and he's got no underwear. Well, I guess. Pants I don't know. And this that coat, in that coat, he could flash. Do you remember he used to chase women? Yeah, well, he would uh, grab their legs, so they're like leaning on his hand. Yeah, but there was also this gag all the time. He would go in the room, and there'd be some like 20 year old sexy beauty. Uh huh. And, and she'd see him and go, ah, and start running. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He'd chase them, which was, you know, if we did that today, I mean, it's clearly. You know, you should check out. There's a movie called The Man Who Came to Dinner, and it's from the 30s, I guess. And it's kind of a parody of like, you know, this guy is like a theater critic, and he hurts himself, and he won't leave the house uh, after a dinner the party. Man 
who came to dinner. Who came to dinner. So at the end of it, he's hanging out. His best friend, this celebrity, is coming over. And the celebrity is played by Jimmy Durante, and he's doing a Harpo oh. Marx impression. And in one scene, <laughs> okay. he chases a woman around the room. And they're like, oh, Pally. Yeah, it was Jimmy Durante doing Harpo Marx chasing a woman around. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it was a radio play, I believe. It was a, maybe a theatrical play, but it was a talk of the town, the the uh, the property. That sounds very familiar. It's good. I like it. That's uh, I think there's an octopus involved. He he orders an octopus, and they bring it to the house. <laughs> <laughs> Can't go wrong with that. This guy's trying to get a, his nickels worth of the Nickelodeon showing. Three okay, so. Ted Healy, right? I just want to tell you a little yeah. about him. Is it all right? Yeah, please. Okay, so, so, I mean, everyone says he's the inventor of the Three Stooges, and he is, but he was like his own successful vaudeville guy, and he was in movies. He was a big deal. And he was childhood friends with uh, Mo Howard, which is Moses Horowitz, later known as Mo Howard. Okay, So Healy left him behind and just went into vaudeville, and then he, some acrobats quit, so he put an ad in the paper. So Mo shows up to replace the acrobat. They're like, what acrobats experience do you have? And he goes, you're not going to teach me. So that's when Ted Healy is like, Mo! You know? <laughs> so he said, all right, fine, you could be a stooge. And he did that. He would do this bit in which he gets picked out of the crowd. Uh-huh. And it says here that in the end, it would end up with Healy losing his trousers. They don't say why the... Yeah, well, uh... So then he got hired... Go ahead. No, I was going to say something horrible. Go ahead. Then he got... Yeah, it starts with Healy losing his trousers, but that was the casting couch, I'm saying, on stage. (laughs) That was on the police report. He filed a report. (laughs) You know, justice will be served. Um, Fox Films, like, hired Healy, and when he did a film called Soup to Nuts, I don't know, filmed in 1930. But when he did, he brought Mo. Shemp and Larry with him. Huh, Shemp was first. Uh, yes. And they were in the movie. And they had some dispute over the contract, and he tried to sue them. Um, they, so the trio, they didn't, weren't called the Three Stooges. They they were called the Three Lost Souls, and Howard <laughs> Fine and Howard. and But they were doing some of the act that Healy did. So he tried to sue them, but he didn't have the rights in the end. So Healy said, fine, I got my own Stooges. And he hired three others. And that that guy, Paul Moosey Gardner, was this guy right here. No, that guy's the TV Herman guy. Oh, right, I got you. What's happening here on screen is it's a raid. The the orderlies from the mental asylum, you know, Stooge Hills. Oh, right, they're coming to to clean up the Stooge porno. Right, they're doing a raid on the. I can't believe how corrupt their government is. They're like hand in hand with Stooge Hill, right? There's like no line drawn. The police just immediately give them to Stooge Hill. They give them the rights. Uh oh, guys, Curly's got a water bottle. Uh, he squirts himself. There's uh, an original Stooge. That was Mousy. Uh, we're from um, Stooge Hill. How are you feeling, sir? Oh, I feel fine. Uh oh, lock him up. No, not Howard Fine. I feel fine. Not Howard Fine. Look at the acting. Look at the acting. Hey, still turning and crank. You know what they say at Stu Chills when they come in uh, to work? What? 
More money, more problems. Mo, mo money, <laughs> mo problems. Yeah, right. They yeah. round up seven mo's, three curlies. Curly money, curly money. I got, I got your curlies right here. Oh, I got your <laughs> curlies right here. That's pretty hairy. I mean, Larry. Okay, you see, they're, they're getting round up in the rent truck that the movie got. I tried to convince this guy not to be curly, and I'm like, it was a diminutive gentleman. I said, do you really want to be short and curly, known as being short and curly? <laughs> Sorry, it's a pubic hair you, joke. You're in work. a short. I was trying to say short so and curly. So it wasn't until um, March 1934 that they were signed permanent. They, they, they were signed to Columbia Stooges. They split ways with Ted Healy, and they became the Three Stooges. Yay, and then history was made. Yeah, and history forgot about Healy. They were in It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Yes, that's right. Yeah, they showed up. No, but uh, Healy was. Healy was. Healy was, too? Yes. Um, uh, I know okay, that, so I guess I, I didn't know that. I saw Mad, Mad World. The Three Stooges were in it. So, yeah, there was a... Uh, uh, there was a fireman show up to the calamity, and the the fireman revealed to be Larry Moe and Curly. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, and they're old. You know, it might have I been like Shem, Curly Joe or something like that. But yeah, it's 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 just a silent uh, cameo. Yeah, I somehow I missed that. Um, their their TV their cartoon show they were robots, and they would always get in trouble. Like someone built Three Stooges robots. So I would watch, I, I saw that too. I don't know. I just always avoided Three Stooges stuff. It just didn't. They show a lot on you IFC. You see their packages, but I'm sorry, what? IFC shows a lot of Three Stooges. They do it on the weekends. They'll show like a two-hour block of Three Stooges shorts. Well, I mean, but I loved Abbott and Costello, and I loved yeah. uh, Bowery Boys, and... They didn't show the Marx Brothers that often, but PBS sometimes would. they did. PBS would show it yeah. during their telethons, you know. Because I don't think that they own the rights. Um, but PBS, I don't know. I, I liked a lot of that old stuff, but this stuff was just, I don't know. PBS would show like, you know, oh, now the Marx Brothers night in the opera. Uh, yeah, well, uh, bring up uh, two hard-boiled eggs. That was honk, a good honk, one. Four boiled eggs. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, thank you so much for watching the PBS Marathon. Uh, oh, the Marx Brothers are so funny as they go. You did like the one where they were on the boat and then Zeppo sang some song in Italian? Oh. Yeah, that was a good one. They're stowaways on the boat. Yeah, they're stowaways on the boat. And, and Zeppo was the handsome-looking straight man. Yeah. And he'd always get the girl. Yeah. And PBS would be like, please support our station. We show support, Fox. support, support. We show Marsh We show you, yeah, yeah, duck soup. Duck soup. Isn't that transient? It's still timeless with its political message. Yeah. Yeah. And the housing bubble message in it. There's a housing, what it was, uh, you know, well, I it starts out with him trying to sell properties. Oh. Remember? And he's like, step up, folks. This. The market is booming. It'll never go down. You know, and it's like, it was crashing around people's feet. Yeah. I don't remember that, but yeah. Okay, well then maybe it's the, um, maybe it was a different Marx Brother in which it starts that way. Do you ever see the one he's the leader of Slavonia or something? No, that is, that is Duck Soup. That's Duck Soup. Yeah. Okay. 
that was uh, that was pretty good. Uh, there was that dance routine in the beginning. Yeah, no, it's cool stuff. I, you know, I actually played Groucho Marx in a darkroom production of Duck Soup. I've seen um, photos with you dressed up as Grouch. Yeah. You know, it was it was fun to do, but that mirror scene just killed me. And it was actually Jerry, uh, uh, she passed away recently, who who did uh-huh. Harpo, and uh, she was great. And I, I wish I could have helped her out on that, but uh, it was good. Yeah. So you you had to mimic the guy in the mirror, and it didn't go well. I mean, the guy. Well, no, she was very generous. She was very him. she was very generous to me, and, and we we paced it in a way that it, it worked. But you know, I'm no grouch. Okay. Okay, there is Victoria Jackson. Yay! I love Victoria Jackson. Now, they're all at the Stoogitarium or something. I'd like to show you and on the uh, TV is L. Ron Howard. If you know what a joke is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is this for Diastugis? Um, her name is Nurse Grab at It. Oh, wait. She and what point her is it in her career? Well, in 86, she would probably still be in SNL. Uh, she was in UHF in 85, maybe? I don't know what year that was. That was so then this film was just an unfortunate choice. It wasn't like her descent. I think she must have just, they say that here's a role and she got it, and the movie sank and no one other than okay. us know about it. So here, okay, Saturday Night Live, she was on 86 through 92. So this was following, okay, she was brought to California by this Johnny Crawford who put her, made her a nightclub act, and she performed stand-up for two years. And Johnny Carson took note of her, put her on yeah. uh, 22 times. Have you seen her on Carson? It's good stuff. I'm a big yeah, fan. She would, do, she would do a cartwheel or a handstand. and, and Yeah. She... Um, you know, I have a Tumblr site called Fuck Yeah Victoria Jackson Tumblr dot com, and I I, uh-huh. I haven't updated it in like six years. But I, I, you know, she's now known, especially during the Obama years, for her political beliefs, which is uh, yeah, and her songs and stuff like that, which are politically tinged. And people kind of she's an easy target because uh, is it fun to make fun of crazy women, right? So yeah. she always gets that. But I'll tell you, like. I thought she was always funny on SNL. I thought yeah. that uh, the, the Carson routines, which I've seen on YouTube, are really funny. And yep. if people go on and on about Andy Kaufman, they should go on and on about Victoria Jackson. I understand that her belief, you know, a lot of her beliefs are like, oh, I don't want my daughter playing with a kid whose parents are same sex. And, you know, I don't agree with that. I think that's yeah. unfair to everybody involved. and not a way to raise a kid but that's an opinion you know you meet people who have those opinions but uh, and I don't think she's done much of anything lately other than like religious well, stuff well she's okay the only thing I guess we just don't know about it now uh, she's in pre-production for a reality show about her singing at the Grand Old Opry and that is dated 2018 so I guess or or maybe it's current <coughs> I tried okay, to, uh, she was on the cover of Spy Magazine, and Spy Magazine had a TV special with Jerry Seinfeld and Julia Jackson, and Julia uh-huh. Robert, uh, Victoria Jackson. Victoria Jackson. Yeah, Julia Jackson is a comedian friend of mine. Uh, and uh, she was good in it. You know, like, I don't, I, she, she went off and did her own thing. But yeah, I don't know the history mm-hmm. about that guy that she was with, too. It's always weird. She dated Weird Al Yankovic. 
That was a movie, Carl. That was called uh, UHF. <laughs> well, it says on the internet, in 1990, she was dating Weird Al Yankovic, and that wow. was just before she met her like high school sweetheart, fell in love, went right. home, had family, and you know had a family, and got married and had kids. She had a really good Howard Stern interview. Mm-hmm. I remember listening to that. And one of the things he's, Howard asked her is like, we've... Uh, how much did Nutrisystem pay you? And she said, you know, they pay me like $5,000 and uh, they played that commercial ad nauseum and she was really embarrassed by it. She was one of those celebrity mm. endorsers. So, you know, that was kind of honest of her on that part. Yeah. Howard Stern sometimes, I don't know that I'm the biggest fan, but his he interviews makes the candid good. interview happen. Yeah, no, his interviews are always good. So. so here we're having lots of negative reinforcement. What happens is they show something that's three stooges and then give you physical pain, and that's supposed to cure you. But that's what the stooges would do anyway. <laughs> but the, the, the concept is you see pain on movies and you're laughing. Oh. So if you know that pain isn't cool, when you see pain on the movies, you won't laugh at the three stooges. Well, it works because I have yet to laugh. <laughs> yeah, I'm cured. Now watch, see? They're showing this is a great show. And I Sid love and this Cincinnati. show. Of- Every week I'm glued to the set on that one. Valley girls meet the dragon. Look at all the little <laughs> death scenes down here and little cartoon dead people. Oh, it's a beautiful, beautiful show. But here's one. It's not so nice, how Negative. Negative reinforcement. Is that Victoria yelling poop head? Yeah. <laughs> Icky. Icky. Now, Valley Girl meets uh, other Eddie's <laughs> reference. Valley Girls meets Rubik's Cube. Now, that is a quality topical Great show. show. <laughs> you know, Valley Girls meets the Pogs. That's a little ahead of its time, but, you know, it's pretty good. Pogs didn't come out until the nineties. I, I I don't I miss the Pogs. Oh, they're pineapple, orange juice, guava. It's the little plastic part of a lid inside uh-huh. a cap of those juices in Hawaii. And you would take the little circular, I don't know, a piece of paper that's inside the the cap of the juice, <gasps> and you would stack them and try to smack them down. Okay. Pogs. Okay, Howard's daydreaming now, and basically it's another chance to show the short. Oh. And he's back, he's committed again, right? Because he's back in the asylum? Yes. Now, look, there's his young self. Oh. The movies. And he's in And everything's in black and white. I know. Well, it's a metaphor. Who, who are you? Oh, God. And they're going to watch a short together. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's all this is about. Excuses to watch the short. So the actor who played him as a kid in the first reel shows up. It's to his he, left, yeah. Yeah, and that's him on the, on the other right. And they're going to sit and watch the studios together. Hey, really? You are so right. They just ran out of ideas. <laughs> you just... know, Sid Caesar was in Greece. Yes, he was the coach. Oh, you knew that. Yeah. yeah he was in Greece, too. Okay, Caesar appeared in Mad, Mad World. Yes. He oh, was great that. in it. 
okay, so here's the Mel, Mel Brooks uh, connection. He was in Silent Movie and History of the World 1. Yeah, oh, he was a farm. You did that. I knew here's that. one you'll definitely know. He was in Cannonball Run I knew 2. That. Cannonball Run 2. And Vegas Vacation. I, I knew that too. Oh, I was just going to stump <laughs> you with that one. Darn it, are you on, are you on IB, IDB? Am I IDBBBM? No. <laughs> you know, he was not considered a stand-up comedian. He was more like a sketch comic. Yeah, yeah. Well, my show and shows was great about that. He would do these characters too, you know. It was just, I seen right. him live. He would re- like, he would rely on doing an accent or, or weird facial expression. Yeah. Oh, I saw him live at the Village Gate with my dad. You did? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He he would do like his eyes were rolled like a, a slot machine. He did a bit like that. Mm-hmm. And he used to do a bit where Carl Reiner would uh, talk to him and set him ask him questions. So some guy at the Village Gate did the Carl Reiner part. Uh huh. And then okay, said, yeah. Carl Reiner is one of the writers. Mel Brooks too, and that's you know leads to later on getting thrown a bone or two, right? Right. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold still. I'll get it. Ow! Ow, my nose! Why, you? Uh, one thing about this, I didn't like the this, the the recent live action Stooge movie because you, they're literally reenacting people and the people stick. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like yeah, they're not like I'm Sherlock Holmes and I'm Watson and we're doing a version of it. It's like our our own take. Yeah, we're doing our own take of Mo Howard, and it's like and we're we're faithful to the plane of hollowness. You know, the uncanny valley of like we look like them and we act like them, but we're yeah. not them. Right. Yeah. Well, there was some original shtick in there. Do you remember the father who was a lawyer, and every time he saw somebody, he's like, I'll take the case. Yeah, but who cares? Well, I, that was original. Okay. I, I thought they were ripped. Yeah. Yeah. Because please tell me Supercuts did that to your hair, Curly. Well, okay, I, I, we're now watching a graduation ceremony. Okay, and we're ha- going to be addressed by Dr. L. Ron Howard. Oh, I do like the Scientology bashing in this movie. Of happy, shining faces. What a beautiful man. <laughs> now, as is our custom, when we graduate a class of normal ex stooge maniacs, I'd like to show you a little something that will demonstrate just how cured they are. Now, watch this. Uh oh, watch I your that monitors, song. everybody. Watch this right now. Oh, Ron's making a joke, kind of like. Roll it. <laughs> okay, now, yeah. you see the cured stooge people don't react. Oh. Now, the friends and family who have come, you know, to get their loved ones they and the graduation party, yeah, they'll start to laugh. The guys and will. You know what I'm saying, ladies? Take a break. <laughs> well, it's unrealistic in this movie. The ladies enjoy also. <laughs> Three stages. Yeah. Science fiction. So then, since all the friends and family are laughing, which is fine with the TV ad guy, he's like, do what you will, you know, you'll right. never get them. They start to join in. It gets chaotic and turns into a Three Stooges stupidness thing. You'll Pies are thrown. 
right. Where do they get the pot? Exactly. I, I was so a real they idiot. Have to be sitting around. When I went to, I had a relative who uh, was part of Stooge Hill, and when at the graduation ceremony, when they when they were cured, it was my regret to bring those lemon meringue pies. I just don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> That cream pie, I shouldn't have brought it. This has caused a lot of mishaps. So, see, people are starting to laugh in the audience. You can see the fathers there. I mean, they're not married, but he's starting to laugh. The Three Stooges movie, right? They like they had a backstory where they were like orphans and they they bonded. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and they got separated. No, I think it was the one was going to get adopted, the Mo, yeah. and he didn't do it. Because, you know, he would split up with the other two. I don't know. I remember the backstory. That had Larry and, David as a nun. I thought that was awful. Right. Larry David as a <laughs> nun. That's right. Um, listen, that movie wasn't great. I thought it wasn't great because they were doing Three Stooges. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, there was... Do you remember Dumb and Dumber? But they yeah. did it as teenagers and they just pretended to be Jim Carrey. Yeah, right. It's that sort of what we saw with Three Stooges. Yeah. Well, there was a movie okay. called Brain Donors too. Have you ever seen that film? And it was. I've heard uh, the name. Maybe I did see it. it I think. Uh, God, who's that? Uh, John Leguizamo. But it was like it was the same. They represented like the Marx Brothers. Um, they had a little Three Stooges thrown into them, but they were different people. You know what I mean? Like they mm-hmm. were trying to do that style of comedy, but as Their a style of comedy. Yeah. Yeah. So they would have the archetypes, but it wouldn't be someone who was dressed exactly like, you know. And it was the same kind of comedy where these guys come out and act all shitty, you know. So like if the thing is, th- yeah. But Marx Brothers are the Marx Brothers are deep. And I know that the lots of times they're just yeah. doing stupid stuff, especially Harpo, but I'm saying there's thought to it. Uh, Groucho's super, super witty. Right. The uh, Italian one's always trying to trick you. Like, but Three Stooges, what are they doing? Poking each other in the eye. I told you to be quiet, stupid. You know, so there's less there. I mean, to Curly's, Curly's your id. Curly's your inner child. Larry uh-huh. is like your... Your, the boss uh, of you guy. No, Larry's like kind Conscience? of like he's very your Zen quality. Like he just would rather be in a garden sitting on a bench. And then Mo is a fucking rage of monster, you know, who just can't help uh-huh. it that aggravates the other two. Like a lot of times Mo gotcha. is just a fucking asshole. Like those two yeah. yeah. Like those two just want to bliss out. Oh, so I brought a cream pie. pie just happened to be there. That whoever the director of this file needs to be uh fired. <laughs> I yeah, you know, Chuck Workman, and he did a 1986 Precious Images live-action short, which won an Academy Award. Ooh. And he's been nominated for Emmys and Sundance Film Festival Awards. But he frequently creates the montages seen on the televised Academy Awards shows, huh. including the In Memoriam segment. So <laughs> that's his big win in showbiz, supporting the... Oh, the one not bitter, winning the Oscars. One bitter year, he put his career listed in the In Memoriam section. <laughs> <laughs> he was really bitter that year. That was just, that was just bitterness. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're all dancing to this song. <laughs> it's the song Peace Mania again. Again? With the same short. One song and oh, four no, shorts. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. 
It's uh, a terrible 80s song, but it's not that one because that's going to be played in the end credits. Oh, I got you. I got a pocket full of quarters and I'm heading to the Three Stooges Arcade. Do, 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 do. So Beverly decides that she loves him so much. So if he's a fruitcake, then she is too. And she uh, becomes like Stooge Maniac. She becomes a W.C. Fields Maniac. And it just <laughs> is so annoying to visit him on Thanksgiving. I want you to meet so our then, daughter. Um, She's into uh, Mae West. Oh, really? Yeah, Westmania. Why, you don't like Westmania and the way I talk? All right, sorry. My, my um, all of a sudden, Howard F. Howard is going to stand up and go, I'm busting out of here. Who's with me? And they all go with him. But the thing is, it's graduation day. They're released. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why do you got to bust out? Yeah, waited to the party to pull that shit. Fucking coward. It was the safest time. They're like, you are free to leave. That's it. I'm out of here. Let's bust out of here. <laughs> There's L. Ron Howard. So, yeah, he's embarrassed, even though he doesn't know it because he's a videotape. Oh, he's like Miles Oblivion from Videodrome. Oh, that's so implied. Television is the retina of the mind's eye. Nick, 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 nick. <laughs> there it is. Beverly's like, if you're a fruitcake, I'm a fruitcake too. She's just flat herself with a pie. Oh, whatever, whatever gets their vote going. He's peeing on the cop. <laughs> no, it's a champagne bottle on his crotch level. No, it's a hose. Well, he popped the champagne first. I'll say. <laughs> That's it. I'm not writing any more jokes. I'll say. <laughs> Oh my God! This movie's still going on. Uh, yeah, and it it should it should have ended, but they're doing their well. It isn't the very last scene, but they're doing their big scene, so they gotta. You know, it's like we're we're recording this on uh, March tenth, two thousand nineteen, which uh, daylight savings time, and yep. we lost an hour of sleep. Now I feel like we're losing two more hours watching this movie. <laughs> eighty three minutes, I think. Oh, eighty three long minutes. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, Stu's Mania. Well, now they get married. Oh, and they have, they have right. a little gate. It's a Jewish wedding. So the movie is still not over because they're like, where's the ring? Where's the ring? But the movie still isn't over because they're going to have a montage of all the episodes getting hit and stuff. And they'll have clips from the movie showing us what we've already seen. I mean, the movie should have ended. Yeah. It should have ended. Who has the ring? Mo Impersonator? I gave it to Larry Impersonator. Oh, I gave it to Mo Impersonator. Why, you impersonators? That's right. That's me. Howard F. Howard. Married man. And maybe someday we'll have lots of little Howards running around. I can just see them now. Oh, 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 oh man. <laughs> I'm sorry, Carl. That's funny. Oh, Is those it? three stooges. Oh, dirty. It's all the rhythm. I mean, it's uh, it's old men beating each other up. I think you. That's what I get out of it. Well, right? They were super choreographed just then, right? Yeah, that they was. They probably did that 15 times. 
Well, it's a rhythm to it for sure. I mean, and, mm-hmm. and there's a logic, like a dream logic to it. Like someone hits you in the face and then you hit them back. And that causes that to happen. Mm-hmm. This is the montage. Yeah. This you movie know, still should have ended. I don't want to say that I'm wrong, but I'm a friend of friends. Love friends. <laughs> I'm a friends maniac. <laughs> Huh, do you know that uh, bar van had to go uh, disband after the bar closed? I was trying to say that. Oh, wait, one thing I forgot to say. Josh Mostel, the hero, Howard F. Howard. Yeah. He was once um, on that television show, Delta House. Remember the Animal House show? You're absolutely right. I totally remember that. It was a television show of Animal House, and he played like the brother or the cousin of uh, Jim Belushi. John Belushi. Right. Oh, there's the cast. And uh, he was also, Josh Mistel was in something too. Fuck, I just thought of it. I mean, we've seen him around. I think I'm happy to see the credits. I can stop talking about oh, this movie. He graduated from Brandeis University. My university? My alma mater? Yeah. Hey, all right. Well, I have total respect for you, my friend. Uh, good to hear you graduated from the old Lewis Brandeis. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that has been Stooge Mania, or as the song goes. Got four shorts. Horrible. They wrote the song for cheap. They got the video, the shorts for cheap, and they made an entire full length movie out of it. And we watched it. Carl, what do you think? For, clips were free. Um, I hated it. It was terrible. <laughs> I'm still it. glad we did it. I think that um, it was a good choice for your show, and I think we found our Star Trek connection. <laughs> yes, we did find and, a Star Trek um, connection. Talking about Harpo was maybe the rape connection. Yeah, all right, there we go. Yeah, because every one of our movies always has this terrible uh, rape connection. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but I, I have you to... You might s- want to get away from that. You can talk to me offline. I don't need to bring it up again. <laughs> so yeah, I do I do want to mention something in that when it comes to watching movies that are bad out of for enjoyment, there's a good, bad movie. Like, have you ever seen The Room? Yeah. Or, it's funny. It's fun to be with. And then there's like... Yeah. A bad, bad movie where it's just not yeah. fun to watch. It's bad. Uh, yeah. And then there's a good, bad, bad movie where it's so bad it's enjoyable. And then there's like a bad, bad, bad movie, which is a bad, bad movie, which is just bad and interminable. And that movie, my friend, because and there's no such thing as a bad movie. But man, what a piece of shit Stooge Mania is. And I've known about this film for 35 years, and I just cannot. I couldn't watch it. And I'm so glad we mm-hmm. watched it together, Carl, because if anything this podcast can do is makes me watch these movies as a group, perhaps we could sit through. Yeah. Oh, Thanks. my God. Okay, now I'm on YouTube, and I've typed in the word trailer, and go. Oh, I'm sipping this coffee right here on Over the Mic. <laughs> well, we would love for you to check out next week's show. Uh, Carl, would you like to know what the trailer is? Yes, please. Okay, this movie is two hours and four minutes, so we may have to cut out a segment when we watch. It's from 1968. Oh. It's Candy, the parody of Candine by Terry Southern. Uh, starring Richard Burton, uh, Marlon Brando, uh, the guy from Adam's Family, John Austin. And it is a big pile of shit. So, uh, Carl, I'm going to go over to the other microphone. Do you choose Night 
of the trailers as the yeah that's right night of the trailers so uh okay. let's go ahead and leave <clears throat> get this am i looking at walter Matthau? i don't know yet here we go three two one go i believe in those who are free enough to give ah yes to give but what to give myself but to what to whatever needs me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Depravity. I don't know what that means. Indecency. And I'll tell it like it is, baby. I celebrate the virtue, the beauty, the wonder of my fractured spleens, old, lymph-drained, liquid, lust. Gosh, isn't the half of it? Strip down, slip out of your things. We must find that place, lie down, which we call the center of all breath. My lungs? No, no, it is not that simple. But now, could it be here? No, I do not think so. Perhaps it is here. (gasps) No, I think, I mean, it seems to me it couldn't be there. I think it is. So soon. He found us so soon. My God, what kind of people are you? I'm sorry, I didn't hear the question. Lie down! Well, all right. We're going in all the way. My God. If that doesn't make you proud to be an American. I beg your pardon? What I'm saying, mister, is... Bend forward slowly. Aren't you even going to tell me your name? R.A. Smite, Brigadier General, United States Special Reconnaissance Tactical Paratroop Command. Spec Rec Tac Paracom. Now let's talk turkey. Some of us haven't had time for the nice, soft, easy life. You understand? Some of us haven't had much dolce in our vitas. How can I help? Give me one little... This man wet his pants. I don't care about that. What? I need you now. And well, he give himself. Ringo yes, Starr. now. Oh, yeah. Now, among others. Yeah, Marlon Brando, Richard Burton, James Coburn, John Hewson, Walter Matthau, Ringo Starr, and John Austin. Very nice. Sugar Ray uh, Robinson. And this is a pile of crap? Good grief. Flop. Candy. It is a holy name. Candy. Is candy faithful? Only to the book. <laughs> Book, I'm very intrigued. The book, of course, being Candide. This is a modern-day uh, take of the Volt, Voltron's uh, classic, written by Voltron, of course, of the Transformers, and uh, Voltaire. <laughs> and this was Terry Southern. It was like a parody, of like, now Candide is a sexy uh, 60s girl named Candy. Mm-hmm. And okay. it has over-the-top performances by Richard Burton, and, of course, you heard Marlon Brando in there. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Walter Matthau. Walter Matthau. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we'll, we might have to, either Carl, we'll watch this movie and then we'll figure out if we want to take a 10 minute segment out or just stop before the movie ends. Okay. You know? Because, yeah. So yeah. we'll, um, you know how we, the, okay, well, we'll watch it and figure it out. Yeah. Are you watching it or, well, or maybe you just I want should. my advice or? Well, uh, uh, no, I'll never okay. watch it. I never watched these movies beforehand, Carl. Yeah. That's the premise of the show. <laughs> so, 
Thank you guys so much for being part of a show. Character. Yeah, we're in character. Carl, uh, we have a big show. Why don't you tell everyone about uh, the show in Springfield in two weeks? Okay, so I don't know if you are somebody who's from New Jersey, but please, somebody out there, be from New Jersey. You just uh, at Springfield, uh, Springfield, New Jersey, Scotty's Pub and Comedy Cove. We're having the Promote Your Podcast Comedy Show on March twenty fourth. And Michael will be represented via Skype. Our podcast will be promoted. Yeah, Carl's hosting the show, and we got a lot of other great podcasts. Yeah, who knew it? Comedians have podcasts. And uh, so come on to Scotty's, and you see Carl live, and you'll see me on Skype. And we already pre recorded the episode that we're going to play for the 24th. I just need to get it on the studio. Oh, wait, let me tell them how to get tickets. Yes. All you do is go to Eventbrite. You have to put in the state of New Jersey. And then you put in, you just start to put in uh, the Promote Your Podcast Comedy Show at Scotty's. Believe me, it'll pop up long before that. Or just type in comedy show with quotation marks. And uh, Carl's show will pop up. (laughs) (laughs) Carl, thank you so much for being part of the show uh, and watching this. How many times did you see this movie? Uh, three times, man. My God, Thanks that's right. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, boy, I'm going to get it. Uh, and thank you, audience, for watching this movie once. We did it. Uh, we'll come back next yeah. Sunday. We'll be back uh, with our movie, Candy. Uh, so thanks, everybody, to it. Uh, Carl, let's get out of here. Okay, take care. Take Bye. care. Bye. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelberg. Song. I, I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to call. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a Tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento honestly is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders, 
and board games all over the walls, trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties, the food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Venice. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Bender's is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Bender's Bar and Grill. Hi. 
Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips. Don't know anything about it. Sorry. (laughs) All on my limited view. Yes, every Tuesday from 12 to 2. Uh, Oh, you can can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah, and Google Play. And Stitcher. iTunes. Oh, you already said that. TuneIn Radio. Uh, Stitcher, you said that. Spotify. Oh, my God, there's just so many. And Overcast. Um, yes, you can also find us on social media, M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter, podcast, MOV podcast is our handle. Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your view. Yes. Bye. Bye. That kind of sucked balls. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for near five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs>
It's that time of year again, March 1st through 5th. It's time for the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Over 40 comics, 25 shows, five days, all here at Mutiny. Horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. so good it's it's bug house square it's tuesday at six o'clock cop 1984 as beverly hills cop 2 he was the second it, that was his title and she's got her sword out she's gonna stab hey everybody welcome this is the Sparkast. It is live here at the beautiful Spark Dispensary on Mission Street between 8th and 9th. I can never remember the number because I'm a terrible person. But we're here on the Sparkast. We have great comedians tonight. We have Brian Lucette. We have Warhol Kaufman. We have Matthew Quirk. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. We're live here at Spark. Today, our product highlight is the Sour Lime Kush. We're going to be smoking the Sour Lime Kush. It is exciting. We're going to be talking about the new packaging laws. We're going to have our product highlight on the uh, sour lime kush. We're going to have our have our have our pot games. I'm so glad you guys are here for our podcast. Everyone else is here. We're going to get started in just a second with today's Sparkast, July 2nd, 2018. Thank you. 
It's amazing. We're all here at Spark together on a Tuesday night. We're here for the Sparkcast, recorded live here at Spark. What a fun time. We have great comedians to entertain you while you suck on those delicious vape bags. Yay, Volcano! Volcano forever! Yay! I hate that they're, ama they're amazing machines. They make it work. Uh, we're here at the Sparkcast, live at Spark. People are buying the great new product. Today we're going to be talking about the, a little bit about the new packaging laws. It was very, everything like, what's happening now? Everything looks different. What are milligrams? Ah, maths. <laughs> what are we going to do? Uh, we're going to also do our product highlight. Today's product highlight is the Sour Lime Kush. We're going to be smoking that and talking about it. We've got comedian highlights, people telling jokes, people telling stories. And then we have our great game that's interactive with our whole crowd. And you can win this beautiful t-shirt. Uh, we can turn it up. This, oh, there it is. This beautiful t-shirt. See, it says spark on the back. On the front, it says laughter is the second best medicine. And um, here it's spark. And then it says spark has number one. Because we all know what the best medicine is. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Delicious, delicious. Thank God that, that this is all happening. Anybody else paying attention to World Cup? I'm wearing dumb socks because I have caught the fever. <laughs> the fever of the flavor of 27-year-old millennial men actually making their goals. It's very exciting. I just, I love it. Uh, yeah. Here we are, crazy things happening here at Spark. Everybody, it's it's a really fun place. You get to come in, you sign in, you get your you get your little vape just thingy, and you get your bag and your little brush. The brush so you can get all the all the good nugs. Get them out of there. Scrape out all that flour. Uh, I've always been. It's like it's a flower. It's a plant. It's edible. What what happened? Yeah yeah yeah. Here, um, well. Brian Lucette, one of our comedians, Brian Lucette, he already got one of these things. You can get, you can set one up. We got We have to set up a vaporizer so that we can talk about our product highlight tonight, the sour lime Kush. I already smelled it. I opened the bag, and it does smell super limey. I don't understand how like nature works that it smells and tastes. How does it happen that? I mean, it's almost the same thing with wine, right? When they're like, it tastes like cherries. But then it's like you, you get some weed and it tastes like banana, and you're like, how is this possible? It tastes like lime. It's a plant. It's not, I guess it's the same thing as basil. Like there could be chocolate basil and like mint and all that stuff, maybe like, but how nature astounds me. Is it not like magic? It's hard not to believe in God at this point. You're like, how, how do you make weed smell like limes? It's magic. Magic. Warhol knows all about magic. Uh, I'm a, I like to smoke, I, this, is, this is something that happened to me this week, and I looked it up, and I don't know if this has happened to other people, but a, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is smoke pot. Does anybody else do that? Does anybody smoke weed before they pee besides me? Okay, good, I'm not the only one, good. So I, I wake up, and I go, and I hit the bong, and then I go potty, and then I usually drink a big glass of water, and then I take another hit. And then sometimes I get really nauseous. 
like out of nowhere. And then I vomit a bunch of water. And I always thought, oh, I'm an alcoholic. Nay, there's this new thing we looked up on the internet. And it's called cannabinoid meiosis, meiosis, something like that. And it makes you nauseous. And I read this article about this woman who, they ended up firing her from a modeling job because they were like, you're an alcoholic because she threw up every morning. But it's something that you get if you've been doing long-term THC usage, like 17, 20, 25 years plus. And I thought I was, I was, I always just thought it's because I had too many IPAs the night before. But now I'm like, but it's a weird thing. They've been studying it now. Look it up. It's, it's this crazy thing. Because I've been, I mean, I've been smoking pot every day all the time for like probably 25 years now. I don't know, went from when I was 19. Let's do the math. I'm 44. Who's good at math? <laughs> 25 years. I did it without even thinking about it. Oh my God, don't you love it when that happens? When you like you get an answer right and you didn't even know it was right, but you're like, ah, weed doesn't make you dumb. <laughs> no, I have two master's degrees. I promise it doesn't make you dumb. Although, <laughs> it makes me think about things in a whole new way. Like I've, I've conceptualized the world in a larger scope because of the joys and beauties of marijuana. I am so pro-marijuana. I am so happy that it's legal now and I don't have to hide from the stigma. Although my parents still hate me, but you know, that's because they, they, they were like, Vietnam's cool. <laughs> it all goes back to the 70s. Yay, uh, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm done talking for a minute. Who wants to tell a story or tell jokes? You got a story. Hey, you know who's got a story? He's a hilarious individual. Uh, he's an amazing friend of the Sparkast. Hey, everybody, enjoy the fun story highlight from your first comedian, Warhol Kaufman. Yeah. So uh, I just wanted to shout out to Spark because they've been hooking it up for years, you know. And uh, I'm from Maryland. So if you're trying to get weed in Maryland, it's not, it's not really the same thing. Like I was home a while back, I saw my cousin. He showed me some app I didn't get at the time, I didn't understand, he was like, check it out. He was like scrolling through, it was just like a lot of butts really. I was like, oh yeah. There was a photo app, he's like, oh yeah. You know, you, you can follow whatever you want, but I like AS. I like AS, so mine is a lot of AS. I thought that was pretty fun. He was like, tell me about California, tell me about California. So he came over, came over and smoked me out, man. And I'm telling you, I can't go back to Maryland anymore. I've gotten dosed with PCP three times, but twice in Maryland. So he smokes me out, right? We're just in the car outside. Then I go into the house. I end up vomiting like all over the, my parents' bathroom, you feel me? I'm trying to clean it up, but I'm like hella fucked up in the head. I take my shirt off. I'm like using my shirt to clean up the vomit. Uh, they notice. They notice. And then they're like yelling at me. They're like, what were you doing? You're doing, ah, drinking too much. I'm like, nah, just like, just chilling with my cousin, you know? I was just kicking it. Oh, man. The next time I got dosed with PCP, it was my other cousin at the hotel room that my brother got. This is right before I went to the psych ward and apparently I ended up on the news because I flooded, they claim I flooded the a whole le level of the motel, but I was on the first floor so I don't really believe it, thank you. I don't believe it, but they say I was on the news and allegedly it was $1,500 worth of damage 
But this is what happened, see, this is what happened. I was trying to get my cousin a laptop, and I was on tour with this dude, and he was like, trying to stop me. He's like, we need it. I'm like, motherfucker, this is not your hotel room. My brother got this. This is not your laptop. Someone else stole this laptop. So I got mad. So I was like, he went and gave, I met my brother for the first time. He went and gave him a ride. Then I'm by myself in the hotel room. And someone had taught me that apparently you can do laundry in the, in the bathtub. So I was like, all right, I need to do some laundry. I'm by myself. Uh, I got dosed with PCP. I just did a long walk where I tried to buy a Christmas tree. And then this little kid uh, told me it cost $3,000. And I was like, oh, I'm fucked. I can't buy a Christmas tree. Um, and then, you know, I felt like I was being watched, but only because they have drones that watch you from overhead in Maryland. Yeah, so then I was like, I'm gonna just be as normal as possible. Let me just walk very Everything's cool. So anyway, so I'm in the room, and uh, the lights start bothering me. I'm trying to turn them off, but I can't find the switches, so I just unscrew the light bulbs, and I throw them in the sink, right? And then, that's about when I start trying to wash my clothes, but then suddenly there's like, on the door, right? It's like, the police, the police. And I'm like, I don't really feel like talking to y'all right now. I'm not wearing any clothes because I was washing my shit in the, in the bathtub. And now it's all dark. So now I'm just like ducking down underneath this counter singing REM. That's me in the corner. That's me in the spotlight, right? And the cop's like, knocking on the door. This goes on for three hours. So I drag furniture in front of the door so they can't get in. And after three hours, I'm like, okay, I'm ready now. So I open the door, I'm still don't have any clothes on, and I've forgotten that I'm washing clothes, so the whole room is starting to flood. Anyway, I went to the psych ward, thank you. The lesson of that story is, only buy your weed from Spark. (laughs) You know what's in it with the packaging now, they tell you where it was grown, like you can't even, don't. Don't ever, you know, you don't want to get that. What do they call it? Sherm? Ah, scary. Anyway, uh, Warhol Kaufman with an amazingly enlightening story. Uh, I feel like we have an audience quorum, so we should do our game early tonight because we have a lot of you. Do you guys want to play the game and try to win the prize? Yeah, the prize is this awesome T-shirt. I also have, there's also... There's other, there's also other prizes. Oh no, it's a quiz. We're gonna find out how much you know about stuff. So you'll like raise your hand and I'll give you tickets. Hold on. I'm gonna get the tickets. La la la, la the tickets. Ah, get the tickets. Okay. So when you answer a question right, uh, so I'll run over to you with the microphone and then you'll say your answer. And if you're correct, you get a ticket. And the person with the most tickets at the end of the game wins this amazing t-shirt uh, sponsored by Spark, because they're amazing. And, and also, uh, second and third prize, I have, I have these amazing buttons. One of them says pride and one of them says trans, and they're beautiful, and these are other prizes. So they're made by my buddy Ant, and they're pretty awesome. Okay, question. And everyone can play, even the people that work here. If you don't have a t-shirt yet from us, uh, then there we go. Okay, question number one. What commonly used plant is related to cannabis? What commonly used plant is related to cannabis? And for an extra point, for an extra point, you can say how it's used. Chocolate is wrong. Chocolate is wrong, sorry. 
What commonly used plant is closely related to cannabis? Yes, yes. Aloe, no. Aloe is wrong. Well, hemp is part of, I mean, that's, that's close, but I'm looking for something. Oh, over here, over here. Hops. He is right. The answer is hops. Hops are a plant that are closely related to marijuana. Uh, another acceptable answer would have been catnip. Catnip, yes, catnip also very similar. 